everybody. Welcome back to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is Season 3, Episode 7, The One with the Race Car Bed. (laughs) (laughs) You doing that is so good. (laughs) Okay, Uh, end of episode. That's the end. That's all you need to know about it. That's the end. Oh, no, there's so much more you need to know about it, which I'm sure you guys already all know. Um, I don't, should we tell them how we do this? I think we'll give a little sneak behind the scenes. So, as Peek you under you the covers, know, as you said uh, once. <laughs> I did say that once. <laughs> Whoopsie. Um, obviously, Renee and I have seen every single episode multiple times. And for those of you who um, weren't with us before, knew we used to watch these all in college. Um, when we were roommates, because one of our roommates had the box set. Um, but just to give ourselves a little refresh, we always watch the episode right before we talk about it. So you can follow along week by week. You know what we're about to talk about. So you can watch that episode just beforehand and catch anything and see if we talk about it. And then send us your comments if you want. We do love to hear from you guys. Mm-hmm. We do. So with that, we will dive right into it. So the opening scene is um, Ross telling a work story. Um, Another dinosaur emergency. Don't care who your dad is. Um, And they're all just kind of like sitting around listening. And um, I won't say all of them, but Rachel says that she loves how passionate Ross is about dinosaurs. And she's like, if I squint, he looks like Alan Alda. And Which I, was that? Yeah, so I looked it up. Alan Alda is the guy from MASH. No. <laughs> and I was like, really, Rach? I wouldn't have thought that was your type. Wouldn't have pegged you for a masher. No, he's like the, I don't know, a tall br- the tall brunette guy from MASH. Oh. But, okay, if that's okay, what she was into. Maybe your boat, Rach. he was also cerebral. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but the yeah, so I was like, that's weird. And then um, I love that Joey's singing. Yeah. And then Phoebe is going, who's singing? I know. It's so funny. So funny. And does make her seem like maybe she is more connected to the auras and such because he doesn't sing out loud. It's just in his head. More clairvoyant than we like to believe. Clairvoyant. That is a fantastic word. Hmm. I learned it from my word of the day toilet paper. Word of the day toilet paper. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's pretty much it at the beginning. Um, And then when we jump into the rest of the episode, um, Maggie Wheeler. So it's another one of those, like, sorry, another one of those opening credit ones that doesn't really have to do anything with the episode. It could have been on any of them. Mm Mm-hmm. So I didn't pay attention to see if, like, what outfits they were wearing. And, oh, yes, I did. Didn't I? Is this the one where Monica's got the brown outfit? Yes, yeah. it is. So she's wearing, um, so I guess it is filmed the same. So in the very first opening scene where they're listening to Ross talk, she's wearing this all brown outfit, which is a lot of brown. A brown really, fit. A, a brown foot. It really suits her. And I love mm-hmm. those orange suede boots. They go so mm-hmm. nice with it. They go with skirts and dresses and pants. Pants. <laughs> Brown. Um, if you guys don't know what that's from, we are not going to tell you. You can guess. It's also Friends. So you let us know if you <laughs> know that reference. Always. Um, yeah. And so then they open up and Janice is there and the Mattress King 
ad comes on the TV. So the Mattress King is Janice's ex-husband. Soon to be ex. Oh, sorry. Soon to be ex. That's right. She's Their divorce isn't even final yet. Um, soon to be ex because, you know, if you remember, she and Chandler met online and they were H-H. And now they're an item again. And Joey's okay with it after some convincing. After the day of fun. The day of fun. And so, yeah, so they're like, oh, quick, turn it off, turn it off. And she's like, no, I want to see this. Um, half that kingdom's going to be mine once the divorce goes through. And um, before actually we talk about that, I've always thought that she sounds like she has a cold. Yes, I think so too. She she's must. She's really like, yeah, she sounds like she's all stuffy. And I, mm-hmm. I think about this a lot where like if I feel the slightest bit under the weather, I can work from home because mm-hmm. I have one of those corporate jobs that nobody knows what I do. But like actors just have to suck it up and go to work. And obviously mm-hmm. so do a lot of other people, doctors, yeah. teachers, restaurant workers, salon workers, like all these people just have to go to work. But I've thought about that a lot because like with everyone else, yeah, it sucks if you're sick. But actors like you, that's that's cemented in time and space. Yeah. It could also be that maybe she was sick and it's the end of her cold where you don't actually feel bad, but you just kind of sound gross still. Oh, that's true. So it might be that. But yeah, it is like, I mean, once once like a studio space has been reserved and call sheets have been sent, like you kind of got to go. Oh, yeah, because there's like hundreds of people, you know, that had to be organized to get there. So that's what I was thinking. And obviously, like with doctors or teachers or something like teachers, I suppose you could get a sub if it's something really bad. But Mm -hmm. I remember growing up, um, you know, like you've got your teachers that are in the back grading papers and they're like, I've really got a headache today, guys. I need you to just be, you know, just help Mm -hmm. me out here or like video. Yeah. I remember one day a teacher one of our teachers was like sipping ginger ale all day and she was like, I've got a really bad stomach ache and I feel really nauseous. And I remember thinking like, she still had to go to work. I can just be like, no, mm-hmm. we're from home. Sorry. I get to be a huge baby. Mm-hmm. And speaking but of also, being a huge... Oh, yeah. Oh. No, you go. I was going to say, it's also better not to spread your germs if you can help it. Totally. You know, so sometimes you can't and you have to go anyway. But if you can help it and you could just keep your germs at home... Well, that's why I think, like, if it's somebody who normally needs to go in, unless they're really sick, they go in. But, like, me, I could just be like, oh, my throat hurts. And, like, Mm -hmm. maybe have germs, maybe not. Mm -hmm. Speaking of being a huge baby and working from home, Renee has just recently got a new job. Yes, I am a fellow transponster. You are now a fellow transponster. No, I'm not going to bother explaining my job because nobody's going to understand it anyway. It's the same thing you were doing before. It's just out of the (laughs) home now, really. Yes. Yes. But I also can, uh, I have the flexibility to work from home. Oh, handy. Which is nice. Mm -hmm. Mm. And this fancy thing they like to call health insurance. Ooh. So now you can get hit by a bus or set on fire. Yeah, I can catch on fire now if I want to. Actually, that's the first thing I texted Ashley is that (laughs) I'm going to have health insurance. So now I can catch on fire again. So you did. And we're still waiting to hear about the 401k. Yeah, I don't know about the 401k, but I'll find that out when I start pretty soon. So, um, so yeah. Well, so you can send Renee some love for her her new job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I think Maggie Wheeler is sick. sick. Yeah, or she's... like getting over something. Yeah, they're like coming down with something or getting over something probably. Yeah. 
So she's she's like, I want to I want to I'm not going to try to do a I'm not going to try to do a Janice well sick impression. Um, but so so she's watching this commercial where her her soon to be ex is using this their divorce as a gimmick to be like, I'm so sad. I'm slashing my prices. And he's like trying to sell mattresses. And, you know, they're all like, oh, what a creep. That's so disgusting. But then Monica, bless, not super strong on the principles, Monica. (laughs) What's more important, friends or money? Money! Money. (laughs) Uh, Friends. (laughs) But also, like, I don't know. She's broke most of the time. She needs a good deal on a pillow top queen set. I just, That's a good point. She is broke most of the time. But I could understand what it would feel like a betrayal because yeah. you're now financially supporting this guy. Although, like Janice really says, supporting everything Janice. he exactly everything he gets, Janice gets half of. So you could see it that way. I think maybe um, you take advantage of his discounts and leave him a bad Yelp review. Like <laughs> balance, it's called balance. Great, but this guy's a jerk. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, you could also leave him a review for being unprofessional in. A reason that we will find out mm, in just a minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so um, Monica, Phoebe, and Monica go together to the store to find a mattress, and they find that pillow top queen. And that's when Phoebe's like, "Wouldn't this be betraying Chandler?" And then she's like, "Oh, make new friends, buy this mattress." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, so the mattress gets delivered when Phoebe's the only one. Home. Well, she's not the only one, but out of she's in charge. That actually, live there. Yes, she's she doesn't live there. Home. No, I know. Sorry, she's. Oh, she, that's true. The people that live there are not home, so she's there holding down the fort, mm-hmm. and um, she's with Joey. And we'll we'll talk in a minute about why she punches him in the nose, but she punches <laughs> him in the nose, and uh, she's helping him for a role that we'll get to. Um, and so she pops him twice in the nose. and she I know. I love box. that she does it twice. I'm like, yes. after the first time, maybe don't hit him again. <laughs> so I've accidentally punched a friend in the nose before. Do you remember this? Mm-mm. Okay. I don't. So we were doing um, dance practice for a human video. I was trying to remember what we called them. And it was in, you were in that Evanescence human video. Mm-hmm. How do, do, do. <laughs> that one. That the one is, song Evanescence had. That is beautiful. Thank you. Do you want me to just do you guys want to have your ringtone? <laughs> yeah. Whoever wants that ringtone, you just wake me up. You just wake send old Renee an email. <laughs> Ooh, you're still going. And well, you know, I just want to give people options for their emails. Give the people or, what they what? want. Voicemail. For their emails? And ringtone. Just everything. What about a ringback tone? Make it, make it your uh, your doorbell, if you want. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> no. no. Dear Lord. Every time someone puts us the doorbell, wake Save me us. Up. Wake me up inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have willingly sang this four times. Uh, well, I'm also the one editing, so we'll see if it stays or not. <laughs> um, Fair. Touche. Um, yes. Um, so you were doing that human video, and I was doing a different one with our friend Matt. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, some partner scene work where it was, like, we were, like, I think half of us were supposed to be angels and half of us were supposed to be 
demons or something like that. It was just like a battle scene between good and evil was kind of the point. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed – there was like basically stage combat and I was supposed to like fake punch him. But I do remember the person who was helping us block it was like, just throw the punch. It's the other person's responsibility to be in the right spot and they need to get their head out of the way. Mm. And I think it was that guy, Cole, who looking back, I probably should not have been taking advice from Cole. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> and so that's besides just, the point. It's besides the point. I just un- un- unearthed that rage. I don't like him. Anyway, it's fine. Um so, yeah, so we were blocking it and I like did my little sequence and like threw a punch and he hadn't, I think I kept like not actually doing it because I didn't want to actually hit him in the face on accident. And they were like, it looks bad. It looks fake. You need to just actually do it. And people who are, you know, and when, when they're throwing punches and kicks at you, you need to get out of the way. Like that's just what it right. is. And so I was just like, okay. And they were like, do it all out. It doesn't look good. And so in a practice. And so I did it all out and accidentally ended up punching Matt in the nose. And his nose was red for like <laughs> at least the next 24 hours. And I, was, oh, I no. felt so terrible. But what I did not do was then punch him again in the nose. Right. Maybe. Right. Have you ever it's accidentally important. punched a friend? Uh, <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. Um, well, you know, it's never too late to start. Never too late to start. I uh, oh, I think now I can't remember when Kate and I shared a room slash shared a bed in this house that we all lived in and we all shared beds, <laughs> um, like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Um, I think Kate punched me in her sleep. Oh, that sounds right. She's. An I don't think sleeper. I punched her. She's an active sleeper and a a hard sleeper. Yes. I think if I would have punched someone, I would have woken up because right. I am a very light sleeper. But I'm pretty positive she punched me in her sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and you're still mad at her about it. No. It, oh, okay. I think it was hilarious that she didn't wake up. Right. She just kept on sleeping. Um, but yeah, oh, I don't know that so I've cute. ever punched anybody uh, on purpose or an accident. We talked about this before. S- that would be really satisfying to slap slapped. somebody. Yeah, I really want to slap someone. Never had the pleasure. Anyway, this was just a for funsies on accident. This is just for funsies, yeah. Yeah, and so she's helping Joey um, with his bloody nose that she's just given him. And um, the Mattress King delivery guys come in, and they're like, dee-dee-dee, hear ye, hear ye. Where do you want us to deliver the mattress? And they're like, you, Monica? And she's like, sure, Monica Balula Geller. And so we don't ever... Well, it's actually Falula. Falula. So we've always said like, Balula. <laughs> it sounded to me like Phoebe said Balula with a B. Uh, but then uh-huh. the guy at the end goes, you signed for it right here. Monica Falula Geller. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like she says Balula and then he says Falula. But I guess maybe she could have just gone Falula and then maybe it just mm-hmm. boom mic didn't pick it up. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's showbiz, baby. Um, but we don't ever actually learn Monica's middle name, do we? No, I believe it starts with an E. Right. So that's the but, one that you, because you've done this before when we learned somebody else's, and you had yeah. said that like it's Monica. Oh, oh, that's no, that's right because it's M E G was the M E G right her that's initials. But we never actually learn the middle name. Yeah, we don't know Phoebe's middle name or Monica's. I think we know everybody else's. 
Muriel, Karen, Eustace, and Francis. That's right. And Eustace, I don't think ever actually comes up in the show, but is somehow documented somewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. So we'll have to keep our eyeballs peeled if that's in some, like, when they're getting cleaning their stuff out of storage from their parents' house or something. Yeah, we'll keep an eye. Hmm. Okay, so she signs Monica F- F- Balula Falula, and she's helping Joey with his bloody nose, so she doesn't notice that they bring in a race car bed. Oh my gosh! Not Can you the imagine queen pillow top? No, I can't imagine. <laughs> um, but I love when Monica comes in. <laughs> yeah, and Phoebe's was when Phoebe's like, I haven't lived here in a while. Does Monica still turn on the lights in her bedroom? <laughs> no. She's so it's good. So and she's like, she trusted me with something and she just shouldn't have. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like and then making it, it Monica's problem. <laughs> I just And she's so stressed out about it. And when Monica comes in and she's trying to make it better, she's like, I know, right? It's so cool. You must have like won a contest or something. <laughs> oh, so funny. Classic and Phoebe. And she's like, I'm so sorry. It's all because Joey left his nose open. Yeah. And yeah. So... That happens. Chandler, um, I was going to say he doesn't really have much going on in this episode. He does come in at like, he comes in there and they kind of talk about, because when he comes in and she's all embarrassed and says that she still has plastic on her mattress because she wets the bed. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like one of his big things really in this episode. Yeah, that's true. I think because they're trying to keep it from him. Where I was thinking Joey's in like everything in this episode. Yeah, he is. That's a good point. He, Yeah, because I think you're right, because they have to kind of keep Chandler out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is more Joey and, yeah. So um, so that happens. They decide to, and then, you know, Phoebe's like, I tried to get them to take it back. They won't. Um, and so they go down to the store. Well, not they, um, Monica and Joey go down to the store to try to get them to exchange it. And Joey's like, forget it. I'm talking to the mattress king. And they're like, you can't go in there. And he like goes up to the door and he sees the mattress king kissing somebody. And he's thinking, oh, nice one. And then they pull away and it's Janice. Oh my God. Yeah. And he's like, he like makes a funny face, but it's like, oh, Janice. You and Chandler. I know. Ugh. I know. So this is not going to be good, but that is no, poor a Chandler for next week's episode. I know. Poor Chandler. Yeah. He was finally happy. I do love the part when he comes in and he's like, it's a race. Somebody missed the on-ramp. It's a race car. And Phoebe's like, um, this has always been Monica's bed. You're just now noticing how yeah, self-involved how are self- you? <laughs> yeah, just, this has always been her bed. And and I like that Monica goes along with it. She's like, oh, yeah, even though like 10 seconds ago she was mad at Phoebe. Yeah. Uh, so so um, we'll just stick a pen in that one because that's that yeah. for now. So sorry about it, Chandler. We will get to your loss next week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks for calling. See you next week. So um, I think we can we can talk about um, Joey since we kind of yeah. already brought it up. Yeah. Yeah. So Joey gets a gig. He gets a teaching job um, teaching acting for soap operas at the Learning Extension, which is apparently night school or something. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know, community college, I guess. That's what it sounds like. Um, so he's teaching acting for soap operas, which is specific. And um, I like Joey as teacher. I think he's mm-hmm. fun and it's a good side of Joey. Yeah, agreed. Well, you know, until... Except for the whole unethical, yeah. <laughs> whole, like, steering your students completely wrong for your own game. game yeah, good point. That whole moral ethical thing. But yeah, I I do think it's cute, like, him trying to pass on his wisdom yeah, to and the just next generation of actors. Sitting up on the desk. and Yeah, so he's, like, talking to them about... Teaches them how to cry on cue, how to react to bad news, how to react to... Or how to have an evil plan... Um, and all that stuff. So I love all his descriptions. Like you're basic. I've got a fish hook in my eye, and I like yeah. it. <laughs> and I like it. And if I have some bad news, well, that's simple. I just try to divide two hundred and thirty-two by thirteen. <laughs> the confusion look. He's, oh, he's it's got so such funny. aggressive eyebrows, doesn't he? He does. He does have aggressive eyebrows. No, expressive. Oh. <laughs> also expressive both yes um and so uh, so this one kind of goes quickly i suppose right so he gets a role the reason that he's boxing with phoebe is because he gets a role as nick the boxer on all my he gets an audition he gets oh sorry sorry he gets an audition for nick the boxer um on all my children and he's very excited um but then when he's at class one day one of his students comes up to him afterwards and says Yo, teach. I don't know if that's what he says. Um, he <laughs> says, I can't remember. And he says, I have an audition for Nick the Boxer. Will you coach me? And Joey gets the look on his face. And then he says, I think then he does the evil, the fish hook in the eye and he likes it. <laughs> the old evil plan. And, um, and so that's why he was doing boxing practice with Phoebe because he's got a practice for Nick the Boxer. Um, but then when he finds out that the student got it as well and he agrees to coach him, he tells the student to – oh, so the student, like, like shows Nails in his little monologue. It. Very good. Cries on cue without having to use tweezers to pluck leg hairs. <laughs> Does a really good job of it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like – he admits later that he – he knew the student was going to, you know, possibly beat him out for it because he did it so well. And so to sabotage him, he told him to play the role gay. Mm-hmm. And I, I like when he's, started, he's sitting on the desk cross-legged and he's like, you know, there'll come a time when you have an opportunity to screw over one of your fellow actors for your own gain. I had such an opportunity in the recent present. <laughs> And he tells the story, and then he says, and you know what? They liked the stupid gay thing, and they went with him. <laughs> and Played then a role. I convinced her to play a role homosexually. Homosexually. That's right. Um, and then at the end, that girl starts that slow clap. Yeah. <laughs> she Her face bothers I me know. so much. You too? I know. Yeah. She just has I the weirdest so. expression. And she, she's and like, she I'm, stuck, the entire- I'm stuck here. Teaching people to act who are too ugly to be on TV. Half are too ugly to be on TV. Um, and I, I was watching it. She's got that face throughout whole every time. scene she's yeah. in, just like, like, almost like starstruck. Yeah, I don't like it. It was a decision she made, and I just don't like it. 
but that's okay. Well, I love when he's I love when he's like telling his actual friends that he told him to play it gay. And he's like, but I just really, really want this part. And Phoebe's like, oh, oh yeah. okay, if you really, really wanted it. Yeah, they're like, That Joey. makes it all right. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, oh, Joe. Oh, Joey. Um, it backfired on him, though. It backfired. It did. Um, it did. Not to say that, but then he was like, yeah, so now he's playing opposite Susan Lucci. I don't know. That's the only name I remember. Susan Lucci, um, the, the queen of daytime television. <laughs> First lady of daytime television. First lady, that's what it is. Um, I just don't remember if that was this episode or a different one because they. I think no, they it was. Susan it was. quite a bit. Oh, okay, okay, and so the final part of this episode, Ross and Rachel, which is quite funny. So Rachel agrees um, to go have dinner with her dad for her and Ross, and mm-hmm. Ross is busy. Jumping off of a high dive and landing on a bicycle with no seat. Going out of an airplane or something. Look, I don't blame Ross for not wanting to go out to dinner with Dr. Green. He is insufferable. He is. Don't you? He is. Like, he's just, he's not pleasant. He's really grumpy. He picks on every little thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not even, I feel like it's not even just, like, I get you don't like your daughter's boyfriend, but I feel like. He like Ross is an accomplished dude, you know. Like he's driven, mm-hmm. he's a good father, he's got a great job, he's stable, reliable, and he's crazy about your daughter and treats her well. So I don't really yep. know why he's being so rude about it. Totally, and I think we're probably gonna disagree here, but I do think Ross kind of plays it with like sarcasm. When they, like, first get to dinner and everything, he, like, tries to be jokey and sarcastic. But, like, yeah. kind of – I don't know if passive-aggressive necessarily, but kind of. Um, like, you almost think he's, like – he's like almost being, like, disrespectful with it? Well, I just don't think it helps. I don't think that the way Dr. Green acts is in any way excusable. And, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of, well, that's just the way they are. But they see him, like, once a year. So yeah. I'm, like – I feel like in these situations, it it is just better to keep keep the peace and just kind of like let it go, let it pass. And Rachel eventually says that, like, I just need you to be able to get through one dinner with my dad because I already have parents. And I just don't think he thought that in you know advance. But he's like always he's like trying to make all these jokes, and I just I'm like just read the room, Ross. Like, just it's not the time. It's not the time. I'm not like I don't think he did anything wrong. But I just think, I don't know. I, I think, sometimes I think you just have to suck it up and yeah. do the dance. You know? Look, I, I think you're right. I think what he was doing was probably trying to stick up for himself because he's right. being picked on totally. by Rachel's dad. And so Which it's isn't like, bad. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not it's not good that he's, like, he shouldn't be getting picked on. But right. I guess it's like, he's not sitting, he's not thinking like, oh, I'm just going to sit here and take this and I'll do it for Rachel. He's thinking like no, I don't want to be treated that way, you know, so I'll make mm-hmm. a joke about it instead of being mm-hmm. like, hey, you're being a jerk. And so I get it. But yeah, like, I think he's trying to make jokes because he's probably thinking like this guy needs to lighten up and know that this isn't OK. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, like I hear what you're saying. His jokes are like not that funny, probably a little bit disrespectful because like, maybe if you're Rachel's, really hungry. <laughs> yeah, because like clearly Rachel's dad doesn't get his type of humor. And mm-hmm. so it's like. But yeah, it just, it almost kind of seems like they're both alpha mailing a little bit. Yeah. 
I do love when Dr. Green's like, I'll, we'll have two lobsters and a menu. I mean, I don't know. Like that face. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It like makes that face. It's so good. It's Um, so good. Yeah. I I think the other thing that bothers me about Dr. Green, well, it's just when he, when they come in and he's like, what? They didn't have a table in the kitchen. Yeah. And I was just like, your attitude, like, okay, sure. But like, somebody has to sit there. Why are you like, it's just really entitled. Can I tell you something Because they're rich. What? Oh, yeah. It's definitely because they're rich. And he gets – he's one of those people that, like, has his table, has his bottle of wine. He orders uh, orders the lobster, you know. Expects Um, the best service. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What what are you going to say? So this is about, like, sitting in the kitchen or in the bathroom. um, Okay. Having a bad seat. Uh, When we just flew back from London a few months ago, we flew on British Airways. And I don't know if it's because we didn't, like – pay for more expensive tickets or whatever but we couldn't pick our seats until we checked in 24 hours Mm -hmm. in advance Mm -hmm. so you know obviously our our main goal is to sit together but we were looking at this flight and we're like it is full like there are no tickets left so we need to check in like right at the minute we can check in which we did and we literally got the last two seats together and there weren't even that many individual seats left maybe like three or four Wow. But we got the seats right in front of the bathroom. Oh, on an on a long haul flight. On an oh. international long haul flight. And I was like, I'm really dreading this. Like I, I don't want to have a bad attitude going into it, but I am kind of dreading it. Like, oh, I just don't want to sit back there. Like it's a long time and people are always like lining up by the bathroom. Lined even up. You're not yeah. supposed to and kids are running up all and this down stuff. near the Yeah. Yes. Anyway, we get on the plane and we go to the back and we had had like B and C. So we were like middle and aisle. And then mm-hmm. we get to the seat and there's no A. There's just a giant space. There's no third seat. Hmm. And I was like, all right. So that's not, that's a nice little surprise. We don't have anybody that's going to have to like climb in and out, you know, the so whole time. So was it just the two of you? Just the two of us. Because it was just an AB. Okay, so it wasn't like a four across. It was just a three across. No, okay, it was a three. Good. It was like a, it, well, it was a three, four, three. Oh, and you were on the side. And we were okay. on the side, yeah. So, but ours was like two, four, three. And I was like, or maybe it was two, four, two. I'm not sure. But I was like, oh, that's kind of a nice surprise. Like, yeah. we don't have to worry about being in the way if someone needs to get out or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's kind of nice. And then we realized that the bathroom, rather than it being um, the door being on the aisle, it's on the back side. Right. So in like the, the door is basically facing. Yeah, in the galley area. So we weren't really right by the bathroom, and people lined up in the back. So I was like, this seat was great. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sitting here next really time. Well. Yeah, it worked out really well. And because the bathroom was around the corner, I mean, literally, like, you would never have known. Right. And because we were in the back, we, like, got drinks first, and I don't know. It was a pretty That's sweet awesome. setup. Yeah. I guess it just depends on how your plane is laid out, because they're all different. Totally. That's really good. Yeah, nice it worked out for sure. Yeah. So anyway. I have to remember that next time I get sat near the bathroom. I can't remember where we're sitting on our way to Hawaii, but hmm, I have mm. to look into that one. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that was just what I thought of when you were like, he was saying he, we, they couldn't have set us in the kitchen. It's kind of worked yeah. out. If you're by the kitchen, you get your food really fast, right? <laughs> well, I also feel like it's an hour of your life and I can understand dreading like like a 10 hour or an eight hour or whatever your flight mm-hmm. that's like you know that's a long time you're just sitting there i i get not wanting to sit by the toilet you know what i mean for 10 mm-hmm. hours totally but like sitting by the kitchen for an hour i just feel like i don't know i feel like i'm not yeah. going to keep going on because it's going to sound like i hate all of the green family and i don't 
Um, so, so yeah, they have a dinner where um, they don't really show the whole thing, but like Dr. Green's kind of picking on Ross. Ross is kind of throwing some passive aggressive, you know, sarcastic comments mm-hmm. back. Rachel's sort of like sitting there kind of like stop, you know, with her eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end, I do like the part where he's like, this is like, so how's the boat? And, you know, and there's one where like Ross is trying to actually totally have a He's discussion. He's trying to engage Dr. in something that yeah. Dr. Green is interested in. Is interested in. Yeah. And Dr. Green's like, it has rust. Do you know what rust does to a boat? And he's like, gives it that cool antique look. <laughs> he's like, it's boat cancer. And he's like, oh, I lost a bike to that once. So it's like, I thought that would have been quite funny, but Dr. Green didn't. And so he goes to yeah. say goodbye to the Levines or somebody. And, um, and Ross realizes that, so he wrote a check for dinner. Ooh, old school. And, um, <laughs> oh or maybe God. he was just, was he writing a check or was he just, I think he was like, signing filling the receipt out the, and the tip. Yeah, filling out the, the tip credit card the slip. Right. And so, um, Ross realizes that he, like, didn't leave much tip. And Rachel just goes, Yeah, well, that's daddy. Mm. And Ross is like, Aren't you upset about that? We've totally had this conversation in my family before. Um, mm-hmm. Not with my dad, but my grandpa used to leave really, really bad tips. Mm-hmm. I think it's a generational thing, and they just don't realize that that's actually wages for like they right. assume that it's which like, is well, they're so unfortunate. The word tip implies that this it's is on extra because you did a great job. Yes. Yep. And so they don't feel obligated to do it. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are listening that don't know this, I think we might have talked about it before. But if you if you haven't worked in restaurants or you don't have friends that have, um, people do not make minimum wage in restaurants. No. It like how do you explain it, Renee? Well, you make two thirteen an hour, unless you don't make enough tips. If you if you don't make enough tips to put you at minimum wage for the week, then you. Get a top wage up, for the week. Right? But if you made if you make enough, so it's like you're making ten dollars an hour. You're living. You get two thirteen an hour from the restaurant, and then you get paid tips. That's in the state of Tennessee, and it was like four fifteen in Florida. I can't speak for the rest of the country. Okay. Um, it's a state by state thing. But, but let most that sink states, in, people. You're like, only making two thirteen an hour, and the rest is just provided by tips. Two thirteen an hour, and so mm-hmm. those tips are actually required. To make minimum wage. That is so, I'm sorry, yeah. that is so sad and wrong. I don't yeah. think that should be oh, it's so wrong. I don't think that the American public should be responsible for paying someone's no. wages when you're employing them. I don't think so either. No, um, it should just be I, minimum wage. Like they don't need to be making $50 an hour. Minimum wage no. plus tips is great. Yeah, that would be fine. That's it's kind of what's expected, I think, right? In the restaurant industry. Like nobody's mm-hmm. saying it needs to go be like buku bucks job. And yes, if you're a really, really good waiter and you're really on to it and whatever, you probably make more tips, but not always. Because there's always gonna be people like my grandpa, um, or like Dr. Well, and Green. just slow days. And just slow days. Well, like when you and I had to work true. a lunch shift, we would make like forty dollars for eight hours. Right. So there's people that are going to be bad tippers regardless. There's slow mm-hmm. shifts. There's things that are going to go wrong that aren't in your control, but you'll get, you know, it'll come out of your tip, like if the kitchen's slow or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, look, in New Zealand, every, I think um, restaurant people, restaurant people, I think they get paid 18 an hour. Sheesh. But I think that's minimum wage here. 
minimum yep. wage here is like 15 or 18 or something like that. So they do. They get minimum wage, maybe a little bit more. No, I think it's minimum wage. I can't remember. But there's no tipping. And so it's and it's like people I, I know a lot of people would be like, oh, well, if we did that, then the cost would just go onto the consumer. But like of all the prices would go up or something. But like you're already paying it anyway. You mm-hmm. wouldn't have to pay yeah. tip on top. People would at least be able to have like like a steady income that they can count on and like, you know, be able to have a provable income in order to rent an apartment or get a car yeah. or, you know, it's the little loans. things in life. Just yeah. the little things like eating food and, you know, paying loans. But yeah, um, my dad was always like a normal tipper. Like I would say he yeah. like always did 15%, you know, whatever. But once my sister and I worked in restaurants, he now he always like tips above and beyond because he That's saw good. us like, you know, it sucks it's when so somebody sad. tips you or if they like order very minimally and then tip 15% to the cent. It's just right. I don't know. Yeah. It and sucks. you're like, it was just as much work as if you would have ordered a steak, even mm-hmm. though all you did was order a side salad. But yeah, it's it shouldn't be it shouldn't be on the general. Like, I, I don't know. We've talked about this before. If yeah. you don't have money to pay a tip, you shouldn't go out, blah, blah, blah. Nope. But also employers should have to pay fair wages to yeah, their employees. Totally. They totally just, should. Um, so that's but what our do you think box. about the tipping? So, like Ross, obviously, I agree okay, with him one hundred percent. I have, I oh, have thoughts about this. So, um, you've got thoughts about it. So when when he because he gives Rachel a hard time, and she's like, "That's just daddy. I don't want to have an argument about it." Mm-hmm. But then, so he throws down twenty bucks, right, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then. Dr. Green finds out, and then what bugs me is that Ross covers it up. And he's like, oh, oh, I just, I'm notorious about this. Oh, da, da, da. But it's like, you just gave Rachel a hard time for not confronting her dad. Mm. You had the opportunity to, and then you lied about it or, you know, took the coward's way out, whatever. And I feel like if you were going to make like make Rachel feel bad about not confronting her dad, then if you had the opportunity, like, okay, you can do it quietly, but if he finds out, he should have said, like, yeah, do you know what, actually, Dr. Green, um, a standard tip in New York City is 20% or whatever it was back in 97. Mm-hmm. And just, like, I think, and it was still would have been uncomfortable, but he just gave Rachel crap for not saying something. So I feel like him trying to, like, lie or joke, I'm not cool with it. Yeah. What do you think? Well... I probably would have avoided the confrontation too, <laughs> yeah. for Rachel's sake. But you I wouldn't think have given. I would you have given her a hard time about it? Like, no, definitely not. I would have been like, yeah, I, I get it. But because yeah. she's like, I've tried. We talked about this before. Exactly. You know? She's but, like, like, we've been over this changed. a million times. So it's yeah, yeah. It's not like she's never said anything. So I think what I would have done was gone and found the waiter personally and given him the cash. Ah, smart. Or been like, hey, John was our server. Can you give this to him? Right. That's really good. Table. That's really smart. Because I feel like it be, I mean, I think he thought, oh, everybody's getting up. I can just tuck this cash here. Nobody will ever know. Was smart, you know, like it was bad luck that Dr. Green wanted his receipt. Yeah. For the carbon and the night blindness. But um, <laughs> it unfortunately backfires. So, yeah. But if it didn't backfire, we wouldn't have a chance for this lovely brunch. <laughs> yes. So... Rachel is upset and um, she's upset because, um, you know, Ross just couldn't let it go. And now they're all upset. And she makes a really good point where she's like, where, you know, Ross kind of says like, well, we're just never going to get along. And she's like, well, you have to. I already have 
a mother and a father who can't be in the same room. I don't want to have to have a third room for you too. And that's a really good point. Poor Rach. Yeah, like, I know. that's a lot to have to manage. And so Ross, um, thankfully, Ross is really good about it and is like, yeah, okay, you're right. I can, you know, be better. So she invites her dad over for brunch the next day so mm-hmm. that they can make amends. Um, and... Ross doesn't say anything about, you know, any of it and just to make Rachel happy, which is really sweet. Um, but then they are kind of like having a bit of an argument, but then all of their ire and tension turns on Rachel when she talks yes. about their chiropractor, Dr. Robert Bobby. <laughs> and she's like, well, he helps me. One of my legs is two inches shorter than the other one. That's a significant gap. Well, I'm guessing it's not true. One of my legs is shorter than the other. I'm pretty sure. The only reason I think this is because back in the day when um, jeans were way too long on me. <laughs> yeah. Like flares, boot cuts. One side would have like a little bit of uh, rubbing on the bottom hem of the jeans. And the other one would have looked like a shark took a bite out of it. <laughs> Like, there was a significant difference on all of my jeans. One was way worse than the other. And if you, this is a weird thing, but, like, if you took a picture of me from behind, if I was just, if I was trying to stand straight, my, I think it's more that my hips are not in a line. That's what I was going to say, is I wonder one if it's of just my, one of your hips. It's like one of the it. sides of my butt is higher up than the other. Like, the whole, right. not just my butt, but, like, the whole hip butt area. So it's like so. your pelvis is tilted or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. You it's see weird. a chiropractor, though, don't you? I do, yeah. So it's probably better now. Yeah, I was gonna say get them to have fix that work for you. Yeah, um, but I do like the joke when he's like, "How are you gonna? You don't have renters insurance. How are you gonna catch after someone with one leg shorter than the other?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they start cracking up, and yeah, so um, that's cute. But also when he's like, "Doctor Bobby, that guy couldn't get into med school in Atapa. Atapa is where I went on my honeymoon." <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't Atapa Mexico? <laughs> it is. It's where I went on my honeymoon, um, which is so funny. And I can't imagine going to med school there because basically there was the resort we stayed at and one area they called a farmer's market, but I would just call it a giant concrete pad with a couple people selling tchotchkes. Right. I was going to say um, like, that's a, about it. like a trunk sale or whatever, like a, a garage sale out of the car. Yeah, pretty much like junk sale. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> just to give you any frame of reference i guess i assumed it was one of the um like bahama islands or something because there's a lot of schools down there totally the saints in the saints yeah well shout out to all the um chiropractors in atapa (laughs) (laughs) dr bobby bobby at your service um i do like even though the the jokes are directed at rachel i feel like it's probably better than them not getting along. I oh, think absolutely. If it, was, if it was like my dad and Matt getting along versus me taking a little heat, I think I would just take the heat. But my dad and Matt do get along, and I still take the heat. So I guess that's basically the same. Does it bug you? No. It's more like Matt's just the golden child. I know I complain about this all the time, but everybody just loves Matt because he's so perfect because he is. He is. And everybody loves me too, but he's just, you know, not I used to be the golden child. <laughs> Yeah, right. And then he waltzes in. Uh, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I'm glad they're yeah, getting along, at least tolerating want, each other. 
I would want my dad and my partner to get along, but I also think mm-hmm. like I could see getting annoyed if they were oh, just totally. making fun of me. Yeah. Totally. I guess you got to be careful what you wish for. So it's like. It'd be old. It would get old really quick. Yeah. But I think I in saw... this uh, initial period of buddy buddiness, we just kind of yeah, go with it. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Let them just find mm-hmm. something to bond over. I saw a meme um, around Thanksgiving time. Um, I saw a meme that was like, um, it was like my family insults my interests, insults my looks, insults my lifestyle, insults my hobbies, insults my friends slash partner. And then under it, it's like my, also my family. Why don't you hang out with us? You're being so rude. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it can be, unfortunately. Yeah. So look well. out. So that's you guys. Look out. Holidays are Dr. Green's coming in with a vengeance. Holiday season. <laughs> yeah. Well, now the holiday season's over. Woohoo. Yeah. Aw. Back to real yeah. life. I mean, no. Just, you know, in that sense of pressure and whatever. True, 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 true. That's true. Um, and we're into the new year. It's great. Yeah. It is yeah. great. Down yeah, here, it's great still summer. Here. Peak summer, in fact. Uh, you don't have to brag about it. I do, though. Rub it in your dang faces. <laughs> when you guys are all showing your stupid summer bikini beach picnics and whatever, and I'm freezing. That was a great so burn, just, Ashley. Thanks. Got him. <laughs> Zinger. <laughs> you can tell it. All right. I think that's it for us in episode two. Time to wrap it up. Okay. Episode two. <laughs> hmm. I just looked at the seven and said two. Two plus five. Okay. Old timing. The old timing. Renee needs a break. Night-night. <laughs> Renee, um, Renee, go night-night. Okay. Well, we're going to let Renee take a break. And <laughs> that is it for episode seven, the one with the race car bed. And we'll see five you next plus week two. for episode eight, the one with the giant poking device. Oh. Such a good one. It's a good one. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.